we were playing a game, and this dude is just sitting in a garage. Nobody can find him, and <laughs> he's just. St- we open a garage to be like get stuff. He's just staring at us. We're like, Yo, Howie, what are you doing? And he's like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait. Hey guys, welcome to Not So Asian Asians, where we talk about everything Asian and then, of course, all the random shit that isn't. Um, today, we have a very special guest, but before that, before that, Howie, stop waving. <laughs> we have me, Dominic, of course, one of your amazing hosts, and we have our other amazing host. We have Leighton. How you doing, Leighton? Good. I'm still here this week. Yeah, this is the second week in a row that we're really hopeful that he sticks around. And uh, we got our third host. She's okay. Uh, she's, you know, some people call her pretty, but I think she's just all right. We got Amy. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> this is Amy. And I, I don't get the amazing host thing. What about me? <laughs> no, no. You get too many compliments from too many guys. I, I got to put you in your place. <laughs> oh, he's nodding. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> okay. And of course, we have our first and our very, very special guest. We have uh, this very famous, very famous foodie. Well, and his name is Howie. Hello, Howie. Hello, Howie, hello. Howie. Hello. <laughs> Howie, what's, it, what's your uh, IG handle? Uh, it's food with Howie. Uh, and Leighton, I think you have some questions for Howie. Yeah, because when we say we're going to talk about foodie, it's because there's a very vague definition about foodie. Well, at least to me, because before like all the social media, all the Instagram, foodie were just people going out, like going out to eat like a lot of random places, try new food and whatnot. But now I think foodie has another has another meaning now. So what makes a foodie? Very good question. Very good question. But uh, like for, for myself, I still think a foodie itself is someone that enjoys food and just going out to eat. And that's how I see myself as well, because uh, I put myself out there trying out all the new places, just pretty much going out to eat pretty much almost every single day. <laughs> but, I at home, but I do cook at home. I do like trying out new restaurants and how I see most of the foodies out there. They're just trying out most of the newer restaurants, trying out all the hidden gems that's in Vancouver itself and uh, good thing you did touch base on like you know there is another meaning on how people do see a foodie because uh, if you do see on social media itself uh, most people paint a foodie as like an influencer uh, mm-hmm. someone that you know want to be out there and represent the brand of the uh, restaurant itself yeah uh, that is a term itself and uh, you would say that they're mainly influencers not really foodies they're like content creators for those places itself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I answered the question. So I think these days, um, influencers or foodies are kind of used like as a marketing um, strategy for social media. And do you see like kind of what you're doing as um, as kind of marketing? Uh, I actually did touch base on this uh, on my Instagram itself. And uh, so I would say yes, because I would uh, have a lot of friends that would not have checked out those restaurants a lot of uh, people that follow me even message me say, oh my God, I've never heard of this restaurant before. If you've never shown it on your Instagram. And uh, there was a place that uh, I featured not, well, pre- pretty recently, back at the end of January. Uh, it's a place called Minus Boutique. I helped feature them 
And then uh, pretty much two days after, they were sold out. So I think influencer marketing itself is actually really beneficial these days because there's a lot of people that go on Instagram, go on TikTok, go on YouTube itself just to check out those restaurants. Yeah, that's very true. I yeah, I do follow a few uh, foodie Instagram just to think about where to eat when I run out of idea, so I can check out where's the latest and hottest restaurants. I'm guilty for that too. I follow all the foodies. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, Amy also takes food photos too. And I love to eat, so yeah. I'm always trying to find out like what's the new place to eat, or like, did I miss anything that's not on my eating map? <laughs> so whenever I see something, I'll tag it and save it on my map so I can go the next time when I'm around town. Just to just to add a little bit onto what Howie's saying, um, foodies like where everyone kind of treats us well, treats foodies as one individual group. But if like we look at it, it's actually like a lot of subgroups. So how he's actually considered fairly new, even though his account's at like 16,000, um, there are people that have come like have been doing like, you know, this for a really long time. People like Rich Juan, like Layla Likes, YVR Eats. Um, these people have like been doing their foodie account for maybe like I would say maybe 10 years, maybe more. Oh, wow. um, there's a guy named Sherman that's been doing food blogging since before then. I know. I used um, to follow him on like Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, food adventures, I believe. And yeah. so these guys have like, they're, we treat them like veterans. Whenever we see them, even like, I think I've been doing it for five years. Even when I look at these guys, I'm like, yo, like I'm, I'm so happy to see these dudes because, you know, they were doing it because back in those days, it was just for fun. That's entirely what it was. It wasn't for marketing. It wasn't saying like, oh, I want to be IG famous. It was just, hey, we did this. We were showing off restaurants. We we're showing off hidden gems. Right. And then I think the current era of it, there's a lot of marketing involved, but there's also people going, uh, how can I get free food? That is also a thing. I'm very willing to accept that there are foodies out to get free shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> that uh, it's I think that's part of any any field of whatever you do. There's always people just trying to take advantage of what it is. Right. right. Did that? Uh, did they not realize that the food's going to get all cold and stuff after they take all the photos? But it's free. <laughs> and like if you're a student, like when you're a student, yo, that's 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 awesome. Right. You're in school. You can't pay for shit, but you can get free food by taking pictures of it like that. That does seem like quite a steal. And then even like in other groups, there's Yelp elite people who, who are like there to review food. And there's uh, bloggers that are there to review food. They take photos differently. They eat food differently because they eat things quicker because they need to review it when it's hot. Whereas like me and Howie might take like 30 minutes to take pictures of food and it'll be all cool and shit, right? I know. Every time we go for media tasting, it's like it takes hours to take those pictures. People yeah. probably don't realize how long it takes. Yeah. So you can't actually trust all foodies. You can't be like, oh, hey, like, hey, Howie, is this stuff good? It's like, I don't know. I ate it like an hour in. The noodles are hard. Right? Like, <laughs> They're usually stone cold by then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. A lot of foodie goes to media events. Um, what is it about? Do they all just gather or who organizes them? So normally uh, there will be either a marketing group that organizes these big media events because most of the restaurants are still brand new to, you know, influencer marketing. So they'll hire someone like uh, maybe Native Media, SMCCom, or uh, like the Donnelly Group. And then they'll find them to host big media events. So they'll find influencers that they find will fit in the market itself, mm-hmm. gather them all in one place. And then uh, it's, it's just cheaper in a sense to gather everyone all in one place to do a media event instead of 
having separate private events that are happening at like different times, different days. Of mm-hmm. course, it works better if you want it like at different times and different days. But uh, having one big media event is a lot cheaper, and uh, they can bring out more variety of food as well. Because if you're doing it by yourself, maybe you'll get like a few dishes. But if you're doing it with like 20 people, you'll get like over 30 dishes itself. So that's why. Howie, yeah. do you like private events more though? I actually do like private events uh, more because uh, I can spend more time doing pictures itself. Yeah. Uh, when I go into a big media event, uh, I tend to spend a lot less time because uh, like, I feel a bit rushed yep. when there's a lot of people. And because for myself, I don't want to make the food cold for other people because yeah. I'm okay making the food cold for myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, some people like their food hot. So then that's why I try not to spend too long. There's a certain rotation that happens too. Like you, you take a photo and like there's immediately like three other people right behind you and you know that they're waiting. Um, there's also like this thing that's kind of frowned upon where it's like, I don't know if it is anymore, but back in the day when you, you set up a photo, right, you set up all your food and your stuff a certain way and you take a photo of it. And like, if another person takes the exact same photo, it's really freaking annoying because like you actually spend a lot of time trying to like develop a certain photo look a certain way and then another person just walks by and they're like click click and like "Ah, i got my photo i was like you bastard right (laughs) i just spent like 10 minutes staging this (laughs) i staged this it's like so do you have to do do you have to mess it up (laughs) oh i do sometimes i I remember doing that i was just like "Mm, screw it i'm putting it all over the place (laughs) yeah uh i just but then the thing is like uh i think if you're from a certain time we like there was a certain understanding that you didn't do that and as like new foodies come along, I don't think like we verbally pass that on because it's not like you don't go up to someone and be like, you can't do that. Well, because like we're just, everyone's just out to have a good time. Right. But because our community was uh, we knew everybody in the community at a certain time, everyone just knew not to do it. And as more people came along, I guess they didn't, you know, it didn't communicate it to everyone. Yeah. Are there uh, kind of like foodies mm-hmm. etiquettes that you have to kind of follow with a whole bunch of people (laughs) more importantly what annoys you howie what rules when they break annoys you when i first started out uh, well my very first tasting that i've ever done was at onezo and that was a media event itself with about 30 people there i heard about Uh, this that was uh three years ago when i did it Hmm. and it was my first tasting because i did one year of just, you know, actually uh, paying for all my food. I actually uh, don't mind paying for my food because I love supporting restaurants as well. Mm-hmm. I love going out to eat. So then that's why I, like, when I first started on my page, it was just a diary for myself, remembering all the places that I've been to, uh, just telling my friends, like my personal friends, like, hey, you know, I went to this restaurant, highly recommend it. Then uh, when I got invited to the first tasting, I actually did not know anyone there uh like i've heard of big names like when when you talked about sherman i was like oh my god am i gonna see like people that are 20k 30k 40k that were at the tasting itself and it was very scary for for me because uh after one year my personal instagram uh, i was only at like what 1k follower like 1.5k follower yeah and uh at that time i was like okay i'm gonna see people that that's 20k 30k I don't think I should be at this event itself. <laughs> and because <laughs> at that time I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do at this event? And how am I going to take pictures? What are the etiquette 
etiquettes uh, when going into you know these events like should i be copying them uh you know just taking their type of photos you actually don't know what to do it's not verbally transfer from one person to another like oh you shouldn't be like you know copying someone's style you shouldn't be you know taking uh, someone else's picture when i did it itself uh, i just did my own style you know just holding the bubble tea itself <laughs> and uh, when i first started out i actually used my phone and i think that's how most people start out when they do food photography itself or just doing a foodie page itself because you just want to share what you eat what you love uh, with your friends with your family and you just want people to try it it's not shared uh, like it's not passed down like I didn't know about it until probably my third and fourth tasting when yeah. people were talking about it. I myself never really, you know, tried to copy someone because yeah. there's no point because, you know, I have my own style. <laughs> if someone does copy me, it just means that I'm doing good for what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, from how I see it, you know, uh, it means that, you know, I'm doing a good job and uh, I should be proud that people want to do my style, but it does get annoying in the sense that, you know, everyone's producing the same picture over and over again. But, you know, you should be happy inside that, you know, people are wanting to reproduce stuff that you're doing. And, you know, uh, you're actually presenting a good role model in the foodie community itself. I can vouch for Howie when he says that he hasn't really copied anyone. Like right in the start, Howie kind of did his own thing. Uh, and his photos have actually gotten a, a lot, lot better. Like, especially like just through his skill, through the equipment he's now buying to really put his efforts into the photography. Like his his lighting has gotten so much better. I think you're shooting stage things a lot now, right, Howie? Uh, since winter came out, uh, I have been doing a lot of uh, shoots at home. And because of the pandemic itself, because you're not, uh, a lot of restaurants can't really provide you meals inside the restaurant itself. So then uh, most of the shoots that I do now, I have to bring home. And when I do bring it home, it tends to be at nighttime and, you know, how photos work. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have enough light, you can't. Yeah, lighting's you know, key. So then uh, getting the good lighting equipment and then getting the new uh, good backdrops, even getting props itself. Even today, uh, <laughs> I went to Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> uh, to look for cheap props because uh, I want to bring a new fresh taste to my pictures itself because if I keep on using the same props over and over again it does get stale and I don't want to use the same plate for you know one item and I'll use it again for another item like it's 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 okay you know it's conservative in in a sense that you know you want to save money in that way but uh, if I do find a good deal like I don't know I bought a 30 cents napkin today uh, <laughs> that sounds so gross. Sounds so gross, Hey, as long as it looks good on photos, who cares? Well, they don't know uh, that. As long as it is clean, actually. <laughs> I would say, you know, I spent maybe forty dollars on plates, uh, ten dollars on a napkin. You know, oh, dude, uh, I'm way over. Like that. So, uh, and you know, uh, I think lighting equipment itself cost like six seven hundred dollars because yep. you want good lighting equipment where you can adjust the lighting itself and then getting like a soft box for it it's just like so much materials that adds up but a lot of people don't understand that it does take a lot of work and effort to get everything all together and just setting it up for that shot itself because uh, when i do take a picture these days it might take me maybe 30 minutes to an hour to just create the shot itself because uh, most people think like that I might just like snap very quickly and then yeah. <laughs> I'm done, but it does take me quite some time. No. Yeah. Uh, I think 
there's different types of food photography and like one's on site on site usually like if you're not rearranging the whole table then you can probably finish within like 20 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. for like a couple plates um if i think it's actually a lot more time consuming at home because you got to rearrange your like house so that you're not capturing random crap in the back of your house like there's not like a couch in the back of your food or like your clothing hanging from the ceiling or something i don't know but like (laughs) uh, there's a lot of things you have to fix at home and the lighting has to be perfect because usually you're not using real light you might be using fake marble tables and like slabs and stuff which is all something you have to invest in i think i paid like i paid like 35 dollars for a wooden plank i paid like a, a kajillion dollars for like a marble slab by the way if you're buying like stuff for shoots winners is your friend like uh <laughs> i know my well, photographer well, friends told me too yeah. they're like oh buy the chipped plates because yes. it doesn't matter you're just taking photos with yeah. them it just like, like, is your friend. yeah home sense yeah, yeah. if you can home build people. your own stuff which i can't <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to home depot my own stuff but if you can you save a lot of money but do you guys ever like run out of ideas because after shooting for so many years like what else can you come up with yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes <laughs> Yeah. Richard Howie. <laughs> with any, any kind of creatives, you, you you can run out of ideas. You have to keep uh, getting inspiration from different sources, not just like from other photos, but in other fields. Maybe you'll will spark some inspiration, just like any creative feels. I think food is hard. It's quite hard. Yeah, because Vancouver has a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you visit some cities like Los Angeles, they're always like creating something like that's has a bigger wow factor one place over the other well i'm gonna add more cheese i'm gonna have cheetos in this or tacos are gonna made of cheetos or tacos are made fucking doritos right it's it's gonna be like they they always come up with something that's different they're not necessarily good they i I don't think all those restaurants are good and i've been told by la foodies that oh some places are more gimmick than they are like actual eating purposes right it's um, just for the gram. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of things that are just for the gram, but they're smart because it's marketing, right? Um, in Vancouver, I think we're slightly more conservative. People that open restaurants here, they try to make things that are just good for the most part. <laughs> and they're not always they're not always good, but they're trying to be good. <laughs> and, and then there's and th- so we don't really have a lot of things that are crazy wow. Um, but then I think from, uh, recently there's like a, a sushi place that's like, has, you know, all their sushi on a, on a train that comes by. Um, oh yeah. I've been yeah. there. <laughs> I haven't gone yet. Um, and the food then, is actually not bad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was worried. Too bad. After a while, it's just like kind of repetitive, but yeah. the quality's not too bad. Really? I was kind of worried cause I, it looks like the all you can eat thing that they used to have yeah. and i was like oh man i hope this doesn't suck <laughs> well that's the thing like when, when you actually go to a media tasting and the food really sucked are you allowed to say that <laughs> yep oh really are you allowed to post on instagram that you really didn't like the food or the experience i personally wouldn't so like i think i would tell the restaurant owners like i pull them aside or send them an email uh, I don't know if Howie's ever encountered this. Like, have you ever encountered a tasting or a, a restaurant where this is not good? Like, I don't. Just not feeling it. <laughs> Just didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> mm, uh, I have. I actually have. Uh, I would say probably a few times a year. You know, mm-hmm. 
uh, there are restaurants that I would not post or uh, just just not talk about itself. Uh, there has been times that I just go up to the, the owner and just tell him st- straight up, like I don't you know want your restaurant to go downhill because uh, if it happens to me, it's gonna happen to other people. Uh, so I do tell them personally. I'll be like, hey, you know, uh, I think there needs to be some improvement in, you know, X, Y, Z. And if you guys can fix these improvements, you guys will do absolutely amazing at what you guys are doing right now. Would you uh, still post it though? Would you still post it? Uh, no, hmm. I, I, I actually not posted a few posts. <laughs> I, I have too. Yeah. Mm. Has what's your what's your most horrific tasting though? What's like the worst tasting you've ever been to? I don't know if it's considered tasting when they invited me to. Well, we agreed upon to do a tasting itself. I went to the tasting. I invited some friends over to go to the tasting itself, and then it didn't turn out because they expected us to pay for every single food. <laughs> Oh, I know about this. (laughs) So it's not not a tasting itself. And then uh, at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. Because they said that it's either you pay for the food uh, to eat the food, or if you don't want to pay for the food, you can just uh, take pictures of it. But can we have the pictures as well? That's what they said. Yeah. So, So we actually just walked out of the restaurant. Yeah. I remember your friends being pretty choked about that. Yeah, my friends were really choked. <laughs> yeah. They're all foodie people too. And they yeah, were they like, all foodies, yeah, they were not happy about that. Because uh, it, it wasn't agreed upon. Because uh, uh, going back to the email itself, the restaurant agreed upon to provide us, you know, XYZ amount of dishes. And they were willing to buy the photos uh, afterwards. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it just didn't turn out. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think reading reviews or reviews of restaurant, people always should read between the lines because sometimes not saying something good implies that don't try it right mm-hmm. you don't always have to bad mouth a place you just don't don't exaggerate the point that the food is not good right you try to highlight what is good there i mean i think that's kind of what i was saying earlier is that mm-hmm. uh, all foodies kind of have different we all work differently so i think me and howie we're generally not people that give reviews whether really good or really bad we just go in there like we show off the product that one we shot really well. It looks the best. It's probably just like gonna do the best on our gram is one mm-hmm. thing. And the other thing is that stop covering your face. You know this is true, Howie. Don't. <laughs> We're gonna have an honest conversation. <laughs> like we we do we do shoot things for likes. That that that's that's a thing, right? But at the same time, it's gotta be something that we actually did like, right? It's the one thing that we from that restaurant we liked and it was like it shot well right um but honestly like i don't go around telling us oh this is the best restaurant ever even though this is the one thing from that restaurant i really like most of the time i'm just like oh this this was good there period i had like i enjoyed myself da 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 right like i don't tell people that like oh you must this is a must visit place or like everything about it was good i because I think as foodies, it's it's also best not to lie mm-hmm. to the best of your ability because people are going to call you out on your shit eventually, right? Don't don't lie to people. There's no point. These people follow you for a reason. Some of them is for pictures and some of them are for reviews. And if you're not a review person, then don't lie to them, right? Especially because I don't personally know a lot about food. I don't consider myself 
one of those people that are like, oh, I like this. This rice was made this way with these ingredients. And like, oh, there's little bits of this sprinkled. I don't I, I can't taste any of that. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> there might be restaurants listening to this and they're like, oh, I, I gave them the best up. You did. <laughs> but I grew up in East Van and I grew up poor. And I've never tasted a lot of these things before. It's never come in the combination. But I can tell you it was good. <laughs> right? It, and, it's actually really true. It's actually really true. Yeah. For myself, like, okay, when I go to a private tasting, when I go to a media tasting, like I said, they'll bring out 20 to 30 dishes sometimes. Or, you know, when you go to a private tasting, they might bring out like five or 10 dishes. I might only feature one or two of the dishes that I really yeah. enjoy and that I do highly recommend, you know, people to try uh, out of the 10 dishes itself. But uh, I, I won't say like, okay, you must check out this restaurant because there's so many restaurants out there. Like if you just go on Victoria Drive, there's so many Viet restaurants mm-hmm. and each one specializes in, you know, different Viet food. And I won't say like, okay, go here for this, go here for that because I've never tried out every single place itself. And everyone has different taste buds. You know, if I like something, someone else might not like it. It, it happens quite often sometimes. I, I'm like you. I, I don't have like a super refined taste <laughs> for myself. Uh, I would Inside. say I'm, I'm a very <laughs> price to taste ratio. So mm. if something is within that price range, I expect it to t- taste within that price range. You know, mm. uh, if I'm paying for like $100 for one sushi, <laughs> I expect it to taste like a $100 yeah. sushi. Yeah. Uh, if I pay for a dollar for a sushi, then, you know, I expect it to taste like a dollar sushi. If you had one dollar sushi here, you're going to get diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> you're for sure going to like the washroom and you're never going to leave. One dollar yes. sushi sounds disgusting. I know. Yes. What are you going to put on there? <laughs> yeah. Goes with your 30 cent napkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. you use the napkin after you have yeah. the sushi. <laughs> But uh, I know, I think I think you're absolutely correct about that. But is there any restaurants that you really do like around Vancouver that you would like to shout out? We'll give you a moment to shout out some restaurants that you really enjoy. Restaurant-wise, uh, for Yetsu uh, these days, I actually really like Lunch Lady. Oh, yeah. never I been to- I've never been sponsored by them. But, you know, I've been there like three, four times. Each time has been great. Uh, customer service has been great. Food's super clean. Uh, I actually really like my food clean, you know, with its authentic taste itself. Mm. and not mask with tons of salt, tons of sodium, you know, tons of uh, other flavors. There has been some places uh, I've been to that has been, you know, I got influenced to go there, uh, but I thought it was only okay. Where, Howie, where? Where, where was it only, only okay? okay. <laughs> uh, one of the more popular places, I would say. Uh, it's Vietnamese food? No, uh, oh, no, if you're allowed <laughs> to say this. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's Malaysian food. John 316. <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 I can't say where. Because, <laughs> because uh, I've never been sponsored by that place. And I did tell the owner about my experience with the food itself. And the owner did reach back to me telling me that uh, they'll actually uh, take a look into it and fix it. Because when I got the sandwich there, uh, it oh, was really, really salty. Oh. And uh, I couldn't taste the flavor that the sandwich was supposed to taste like. Mm. And other people that went there uh, recently did not uh, taste it as well. So uh, so they could have changed their recipe uh, when I went there, like, you know, like just recently. Right. When I saw the review at first, you know, everyone was raving about how good it was, 
how crispy the sandwich was and, you know, how, you know, it, it made me want to go there. I want to know so where then, this is. Yeah, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> By the way, John 316 is really good. I was that's the I only Malaysian that's the only place I could think of is the thing. <laughs> John 316 is really good. Uh, I love that place too. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Malaysian place that has like yeah, sandwiches. sandwiches. Malaysian like a bami. Well, like would you guys actually tell the chef if something turns out wrong like if it's too salty or didn't like the food? Would, would you let the chef know, Howie? Uh so I would personally let the manager know. At least the manager could help, you know, just do a quality check on it itself. Because mm-hmm. uh, I did go to a restaurant recently where I did tell the manager about my experience with some of their food. And the manager was really friendly about it. And I was actually quite happy about how the manager dealt with it. Because uh, I didn't go there as a tasting itself, but uh, I know other people did go there as a tasting. And other people said it was really, really good. And uh, but I, I went there as a customer, and I think you know, as a customer, we should be receiving the same experience as a you know influencer, as a you know person that goes there. Yeah, uh, it might lead to one of the topics that you guys want to talk about, but yes, because <laughs> uh, it has happened sometimes where influencers do get a better experience than the customer. Yeah, uh, I won't lie about this. There has been a few restaurants that has been treated like they treated me like a king when I went there. But then when a few of my friends that went there, uh, they actually had a different experience itself. So, yeah. I've been told about those things too. To this day, I there's a lot of restaurants I go to that I just pay for myself, even though like I if I if if they knew that I shot photos, they would give it to me for free. But I'm like, there's no point. Like I actually, I'm just here to eat. I don't need it for free. I, I have a job. It's perfectly fine. Um, I think the other thing I was going to say is that like, Howie, are you Cantonese? I don't remember what your background is. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Canto. Yeah. So like the other thing is, I uh, I think as foodies, there a lot of times we're not very well informed about certain things. Like, for example, if you go to a Japanese restaurant and the Japanese chef says, oh, this is the way we do it in Japan. There's a very good likelihood me and Howie aren't going to question them. Right. It's like because I don't know all of Japan. I don't know where you grew up. However, if you go to like a Hong Kong style restaurant mm-hmm. and you're like, this is how they do it in Hong Kong. I'm like, that's bullshit. I <laughs> Hong Kong, right? Like that's not how they do it. This tastes like ass and you know it, right? There's, there's like, there's certain places where we stand more firm and there's other times where like we accept that we're not knowledgeable and we'll, we'll take a backseat and be like, okay, maybe someone else knows better. And I, I think that's part of, part of the thing because people are like, oh, all foodies are just like food people. We like food. We're not necessarily people that are all knowledgeable about food, nor are the, all foodies fair either. There, are, I'm sure there are some foodies that are like they're not critiquing well because one, they might not be good with their words, and two, they might like let service affect the actual quality of food. For example, if you have bad service, you're like, oh, that place sucked. It's like, well, no, the food was really good. Your waiter sucked, right? Like you, you shouldn't get that mixed up. Because when you say that, like, the waiter is bad, it doesn't mean that the chef is bad, right? The chef could be renowned and your waiter is just some dude, right? Uh, I, th- I think it's really, I think it's necessary when you critique that you make those differences. And a lot of people on Yelp Elite, uh, the people that uh, have been doing it for a very long time are very clear about those things too. They break down each part of their experience. 
Anyway, let's get into the juicy part about Howie, because there's a specific reason I picked Howie to come on this show. Right, Howie, you know what it is. Oh, he's covering his face. So recently there was an account on Instagram that no longer exists. I I don't know why they're gone. Who could possibly know why they're gone? Why VR Probably got flagged, reported. (laughs) I'm sure they got reported a lot because I reported it. Um, (laughs) I'm sure Howie reported it. Uh, So basically, as I understand it, is that there was an Instagram account that came about that was calling out influencers, foodies, just people in general for, you know, asking for collabs. And they kind of framed it in a way where like these foodies were trying to benefit off of these restaurants in whatever way. Uh, Like there's some kind of monetary gain or maybe there's like some like you know, growth gain, like you get more followers or something. And this person framed, I think framed it in a way that was just kind of saying like all these foodies are bad and they're out just to get like restaurants. Right. Uh, So I, I, Howie was actually one of these people got tagged in one of these conversations. This person was screenshotting conversations that foodies were having privately with restaurants. And so one of Howie's conversations got posted up online onto this account and I, I guess like your followers probably notified you immediately mm-hmm. right um so first of all when we get into that like how like how did that make you feel immediately because that's quite an experience to get called out, out of nowhere well a uh, very good question with this because I was actually quite shocked because I don't reach out to restaurants uh on a regular basis or I don't even reach out to restaurants in general I, I normally like supporting restaurants and just going to try them out anyways and you know like I have a job and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay for my food itself. And, you know, when I was uh, shown on the page itself, I was like, what the, that can't be me. You know, I actually said that to myself, but then I looked back at the message itself. I was like, right. I did say this. And I said it to a particular restaurant mm-hmm. because that restaurant I've actually supported them for the last three years. And I've, went there as a customer for the last three years. You know, I paid for my food, paid for everything. And it got to the point where we're friends. And I don't know what happened, but somehow that message got leaked out and it was misrepresented in a sense that my message itself was trying to relay back to the owner. Like, okay, what we talked about, because I actually talked to the owner beforehand about asking them to partner up for a giveaway during my birthday week, a week where I actually give back to all my followers, give back to, you know, everyone that has been supporting me for so long. And uh, so then I go to restaurants that I truly care about and I actually know the owner itself. And then I talked to the owner. The owner was like, okay, you know, uh, can you send me a DM so then uh, we can, you know, uh, follow up when the time does come. So then I sent the owner a DM. And it was pretty much like, hey, you know, long time no chat. Uh, just what I can help you. Like, I can help you do videos. I can help you do pictures. Uh, I won't be charging them anything. And uh, I can feature their newest product because at that time, they have new products coming out. And I was like, okay, let's do your new- newest product because I feature pretty much every single product at that shop already. Mm-hmm. And there was the only products that I've not featured yet is their new products. Yep. And then I told them that, Uh, It'll be for my birthday week. It's really good in that sense where I get a lot of traction during my birthday week itself. And I actually sponsor my post during my birthday week. So if they give me $15 worth of food, I'll put in $15 into Instagram marketing itself and advertise it out there so that, 
you know, uh, people all over Vancouver can see it because I only have like, I don't know, at that time it was uh, when I have 10K followers. I only have 10K people that are viewing my story. If I put in $15, there'll be an additional 10K more people that are viewing it yeah. that are not following me. You were uh, you were requesting a giveaway, right? That's what you were... Correct, because right? yeah. it's for a, a birthday giveaway week. Yeah, yeah. so just to explain to uh, like people listening, like uh, when people on Instagram do giveaways, it's usually... Uh, a restaurant and an influencer of some sort kind of collabing to, you know, to both their following and giving away like a gift card or something or a meal. Um, and, you know, it's a random draw afterwards, um, after like maybe a week or something. And how he basically reached out to this really cl- restaurant that he already had ties with, they've had conversations with. Um, and I think everything was ready to go. Did you actually end up doing it? I actually did not do it because they didn't get back to me until November. My birthday's in August. At that time, I already had five restaurants already lined up. I was like, it's okay if I don't do one or two restaurants that uh, for my birthday week because doing a giveaway itself is actually a lot of work because I have to compile the list of names and I normally have like, what, 2,000 people on the list itself. And then uh, I also do bonus entries as well, so I have to manually punch those in. And look so, at that flex! Look at that flex! Two thousand <laughs> entries, huh? That humble uh, flex. Uh, I do bonus entries. Is that uh, <laughs> share it within their stories, and they'll get additional five or ten bonus entries. So then I have to save each of the people that share into their stories itself, and then yeah. manually punch those in. And then so then each person gets five additional entries. So it does take a lot of work. It normally takes me what maybe two hours to get that list itself for the restaurant. So it actually takes uh, me like during my nighttime when I'm watching Netflix, (laughs) uh, I'll I'll start compiling uh, the list itself, but it's okay. It it didn't work out with the restaurant. Is that what you were doing when we were playing Rust? You were just sitting there? Sometimes. Yeah, I do. Oh (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You know, we were playing playing a game and this dude is just sitting in a garage Nobody can find him, and he's just. We open a garage to be like get stuff. He's just staring at us. We're like, Yo, Howie, what are you doing? And he's like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, think, I think most, yeah, most people don't really know how much work is involved in these things. Yeah, like when uh, they drop names like the freeloader and all that, they don't know how many hours you actually put into promote these mm. restaurants and increasing their followers. Mm. Like, I don't think they deserve to be called that at all because people mm. get paid for work, right? They don't. And they spent all the time and effort in it. I, I don't think that's entirely true, but I'll, I'll kind of touch on that afterwards. Um, but it's basically like how he's putting in a lot of work for this. He in particular is putting a lot of work for this. He's in particular is shooting. He's trying to shoot nice photos for it, right? Which is not necessarily something everyone that's trying to do mm-hmm. right um so i think you guys actually clipped some like I, I know that amy clipped some um some small snippets from like the reddit so we we there's always uh there was also a reddit thing that was put up regarding the situation about like uh the instagram yvr freeloader exposing freeloading influencers fueled by local restaurants and professional influencers, right? That's that's the topic on Reddit. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know who threw that up. I just thought it was really interesting that they bothered to throw it on Reddit. And there's a lot of people that some of them are foodies, some of them follow foodies. Some people have no touch with Instagram whatsoever. And they were all commenting on it, right? And some of them are calling, you know, individuals like Howie, like myself, like, oh, these guys are freeloaders. You know, they come into restaurants, they eat a bunch of food and they just leave, right? 
Uh, they don't even tip the they don't even tip the waiters, right? Yeah, are you supposed to tip them after a media tasting? What do you think, Howie? Are you supposed to tip them? Uh, I personally have tipped <laughs> quite often. Uh, I would say if the waiter is there spending their time on you, and which they could have spent on other people, might as well tip them because they they could have made that tip with other people. Uh, but you know, if you're at a big media event, uh, they actually set aside. Uh, in general, most of the people don't tip during big media events because. Uh, it's a lot less work for them to organize something like this. Uh, I've been to Yelp events, and uh, in Yelp events themselves, they do tip as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the tipping thing is a little bit weird because you can look at it two different ways. Um, so one way is that like, oh, this server is helping you through this media event and you want to tip them so you make sure that they get paid, right? That That's like, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, um, if you're like, a, if you, okay, don't treat yourself as a foodie. You treat yourself as a photographer, right? Like um, if you worked in any other industry where you shot a, a subject, like let's say it's not food, let's say you shot models. Does the person that brings you clothes, do you fucking tip that person? You don't, right? Because you're there doing your job. Mm-hmm. Right. You're doing your job. They're doing your job. It's their job to assist your job. Right. We got invited by the restaurant to shoot for the restaurant. I'm working too, technically, if you think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I it's, it's not because like I don't think waiters deserve getting tipped. I think you should always tip your waiters. It's just that it depends how what your mindset and how you treat your your kind of process with this stuff because if you're a food photographer and there's a a waitress or a waiter helping you um there's a good likelihood it doesn't occur to you that you need to tip this person because you're there to work right Mm -hmm. i'm walking into this restaurant as a contractor i'm here to shoot things as a contractor well even even as like a normal person if you go to any like media event like i work in the car industry if we Mm. have a new car launch like if customer comes in they won't tip us like we're taking time out of our day close the shop to show your new car right Mm -hmm. like well we're losing time to do business but it's okay it's it's here to promote what we have in store Mm -hmm. that is coming right so i don't think anyone yeah, it's just, it's kind of in a gray zone because this is the restaurant. Normally they, they get tipped. Yeah. But then at the nature of the event is different than someone dining at the restaurant, right? Yeah. You're not actually catering, serving them like individually. Yeah. You're, you're just passing food around or just setting up the food, right? Yeah. So it's a little different. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, if I were to go to a media tasting for myself I, I don't think i would even think about tipping because it's it's just not i'm not there to have a dining experience right yeah, yeah. that's fair and honestly like uh every foodie is different some people will sit down they'll shoot like two pictures and be like i'm done let's eat mm-hmm. food right like and they're just mm-hmm. they're just ready to go and there's some people yeah. that you know like you see a lot of okay i'm not gonna shit on specific people but like <laughs> but like shit on them, Panda. this happens with girls more than guys uh, because guys don't like to be in photos, but girls will kind of just pose with the the food object mm-hmm. and that's their photo. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, some people do it really well. Some people don't do it really well. Um, yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't require a lot of effort. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so like, if you see that and you're like, Oh, like this person just shot a photo with these, she's like holding the food and now I have to pay all this stuff for her to eat it. And, and you might feel uh, like, like, you know, that's unfair, but if you've seen me and Amy shoot food, Oh like gosh, we, we went to, yeah we went hours. to street auntie we went to street auntie like i brought my flash uh will brought two sets of lights um yeah. we, like i i'm bringing the soft box into the restaurant we didn't eat anything we until barely, like we yeah. were there for like i think it closed at like 10 or something yeah. we didn't leave until 11 or 12 did you almost just, midnight yeah. yeah did you guys just go by yourself or you have some arrangement uh no, I think, we were invited by yeah, them we were invited oh, okay, First of all, the set menu was quite pricey, and it's a pretty mm -hmm. new restaurant too. So yeah. they really want some nice photos taken, and um, mm -hmm. that's why we were invited, and we were kind of determined to take really nice photos for them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's the reason why we had everything set up, and the focus yeah. there wasn't to have a really nice dining experience. It's more to get good photos out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what Penda said, it's more like work than um, actually eating there, yeah. <laughs> per se. Yeah. I felt bad because she was like, maybe you guys should eat your food. And we're like, we're determined <laughs> to do this. I'll come back. I'll pay for it myself. I'll eat it then. I'm going to shoot yeah. it now. I told her that. I legit told her that. She came out and I was like, don't worry. I need to get these photos out. I want to mm -hmm. take good photos for you. You know, I can always come back and eat another time. Right. And that I, I don't think everybody has that mentality when they are foodies because they're we're not we're not all the same. And it's it's actually <laughs> like it's really hard to describe the community. Um, cause even I think within Howie's group of friends, everybody shoots differently, right? Uh, their patience level with shooting is different too. The, every, their, their creativity with level of shooting is different. The, the, the hours they're going to put into it is all different. Everyone kind of does their own thing. Right. Um, so if you tell me there are freeloaders out there, I absolutely agree with you. There probably are. Right. I just mm -hmm. don't think Howie's one of them. Yeah. 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 Like how much work you put in as well. Cause like what you were saying, like when you went to street at you guys put in so much work that pretty much the restaurant was pretty much closed by the mm -hmm. time that you guys, you know, finish up what you guys were doing. Yeah. And there has been times that I spent three, four hours at the restaurant itself just to, go through every single menu, you know, it's a job itself. Yeah. And at those times, I don't think I've tipped once for those places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but if I was invited to try out the food and if they actually, you know, set aside a VIP room, which has happened a couple of times, <laughs> yeah. not, 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 not to flex, uh, I have tipped quite well for some of the places because uh, they treated me really, really well. And and I do truly, you know, uh, thank the, the restaurants that do do that to, uh, for me. Because I've had res restaurants that uh, set aside, okay, one side for picture. And mm -hmm. we'll uh, bring you a whole set of uh, food again uh, for you to dine in and to actually try out the experience yeah. yourself. Because uh, they want you to experience how the food tastes. And a lot of the ramen tastings that I've done before, uh, they've done that. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually do feel really bad when they do do something like that. But I understand where they're coming from because they want you to try out the food. But I don't want to waste the food itself <laughs> at the same time. That's cost on them. So, 
I'm at like what 15k or something. 16. Uh, I, I get a, I, I get a lot of uh, restaurants asking me to help them do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those places, I don't think I will be tipping them in a sense because it's it's work, like what you said. And uh, I'm actually helping them to update their menu, update you know their photos itself, and uh, they're using the photos. And I'm not actually dining in for the experience. I'm actually just you know doing photos. And I, in most cases, I actually do not eat the food because uh, it's so busy. Yeah. Like, I'm just helping them update their photos. I'm not actually posting it for my own Instagram page. So, yeah. Uh, there's a, There was one post about uh, food waste, like that uh, foodies kind of just waste all the food or some foodies, like, they purposely over order and they just take everything home, you know, Uh like they're kind of taking a fan during the media tastings. What do you think about that? Haven't done that myself because I only order enough that I finish everything in the restaurant because uh, I don't like bring food home. To eat. Oh, yeah, uh, that's like, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's just so much work in, in my head because uh, and not to flex again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much flexing. He's flexing. Five or six restaurants. Uh, there's not enough stomach space for myself to actually try out every single restaurant. So then uh, it's not that I'm, you know, ordering like 10 to 20 meals at that place. I try to only order maybe like one or two meals, make sure that I can actually finish it and make sure that, you know, the people that I bring there can also help me finish it as well. Because the more I order, the more I have to feature on my page. That's how I think. Because uh, I don't want to do the restaurant injustice because they're bringing me the food. They want me to yeah. feature. If I only have to work with one or two food, it's a lot easier for myself in a yeah. sense. Because then I only have to take one or, you know, one or two shots that I have to focus on to post on my page instead of like 20 shots that, you know, that they bring out. So, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think there's like also, I don't know, like, I think it's just for me, it's etiquette not to bring anything out that we're going to waste. Uh, I think it's just, it's better for the, for the restaurants, but it's also just, you know, it's just manners, you know, there, it's not necessary. Uh, sometimes restaurants do purposely try to overfeed you. They immediately bring like a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm like, yo, we're just two people. Like there's no way we're going to finish this. Like, you know, like it it's, has happened for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a flex, not yeah. a flex, <laughs> not a flex. Yeah. Not a flex. <laughs> I just want to say I did tip Dollar Shop because Dollar Shop had an amazing tasting when I did my giveaway. Oh man, those good times they had. A, so good. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, but for home. these events, like, do you guys um talk to the restaurant about how many photos you have to pose, or are you obligated to post something? Like, I've heard from a, a restaurant owner that they would invite a bunch of foodies in, and then half of them didn't even post a story or post uh, anything on Instagram. So is this something that you would have to kind of promise them before you go in? Uh, speaking for myself and speaking with some of the restaurants that I recently worked with, uh, there has been some cases that a lot of foodies have not posted for those restaurants. So uh, a lot of restaurants do have a contract these days with the foodies that they actually have to sign for them to post. Uh, it, it makes sense in that part because uh, then it 
has an agreement that, you know, I'm providing you the food, then you're providing me the content to post on your Instagram page. But if they have, you know, like what we said before, if they have a legit reason why not to post and, you know, at least let the owner know so that they're not expecting your post like a year down the line. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there's still a lot of restaurants that don't do contracts, too. And I guess it, it's really up to who you invite. And that's why like media managers are so important sometimes because like, for example, like SMC and all these media companies, or, you know, sometimes people freelance as the media manager, uh, these guys know foodies, right? So for example, if I'm a media manager, I know Howie and I invite Howie, Howie is definitely for sure going to take photos for me and vice versa. If Howie invites me to something, I'm for sure going to take photos for him, right? Uh, that's how you kind of have preventative measures. You hire a specialist that knows better than just the the business owner just kind of shooting out messages to randoms, right? Right, you have to actually know them personally. uh, Not necessarily. At least you can know that these people are reputable, right? Like even if I don't know, for example, Layla likes, she's probably not going to come because she's so like, you know, she's so elite, a super elite foodie. She shoots for like, I think she shoots for hotels and stuff. But <laughs> but uh, but like That's if you invite her, so yeah, and she says she comes, then she's for sure going to shoot the hell out of your food, right? Um, but that's one of the things that I, I was trying to like uh, bring up is that, uh, you know, the, the term freeloader, it's just, I don't think it's untrue that some people freeload off restaurants. I think it's absolutely true. But I think it's also in any case, whether it's a job or anywhere that's money related, there's always someone trying to game the system, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't, so they called out a couple people. Howie was one of them. My friend Nikki was one of them. Um, this girl named Sophia was one of them and I know them all personally and they do make content, right? So they're not out to just ball and just make money. A lot of them are doing it just as collabs. And if you ask me, it's like, are they trying to grow their accounts? Probably they are trying to grow their accounts too. It's a given whenever you do these giveaways, uh, both accounts tend to grow. Um, but the thing is like calling someone a freeloader is something different. Like you're really trying to benefit off of the restaurant. But for example, the the specific restaurant that Howie's talking about, from my understanding, if I haven't, like I haven't checked in on them for a while, I think Howie's account is like maybe eight times that restaurant's account. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to agree with me. You didn't have to flex like that. <laughs> I was I was complimenting you your ass and she he's like, Yeah, I'm huge. Could I'm massive. Check <laughs> out these muscles, bitch. <laughs> but yes, his account is like 16k, right? So there's not a lot of restaurants in Vancouver that have 16k. So if you're working with Howie and Howie performs and he does his job, your chances are your account will grow. So the, the restaurant is benefiting if you're working with Howie, if you all the terms have been worked out. So I don't think there's a freeloading process there unless Howie's asking for a shit ton of stuff that I'm unaware of. Like Howie's just like, oh yeah, on top of like the, the giveaway, I need you to pay me like $700 and I can eat at your restaurant for free. I'm taking this table. Yeah. <laughs> all the napkins that might cost more than my yeah. napkins. <laughs> that waitress coming home with me. <laughs> that one's mine. That one's mine. You can keep that one. <laughs> right. Um, but the thing is, 
how he has a following, how he has a reputation. Uh, I know Nikki and I know Sophia, but there was also other people. And I've looked at their accounts. Their accounts are much smaller. Okay. Um, I'm not calling them freeloaders because I don't know them. But for example, if the restaurant's following is like 8,000 and your following is like 200, then chances like that, that changes things, right? You are using the restaurant to grow your account, right? You're not giving as much as, unless you're, Unless your photos are that amazing and you can give them that, that that's work. You can give them really good photos that that's putting in work. But if your following is like 200, you don't have any backing. You have, you're not giving the restaurant back anything worthwhile. Then I don't know if I would call you a freeloader, but I would say that's not an even trade at least, you know, um, I know small accounts that take really good photos. Like uh, Kevin's photos, Kevin's cravings. He's, in the room with Howie, he takes excellent photos. And so if a restaurant were to work with Kevin, I think their photos would look great. And I think that's worth something, right? Uh, he's at like three or 4,000 following. He's not as big as Howie, right? But he produces good content. That's worth something. But if, you're, if you have neither, you have no following, you have no content, then what are you really doing for this restaurant? So when other yeah. people call uh, foodies like freeloaders, I can understand why. Because not everyone is good at what they do. Not everyone has good intentions for restaurants, right? But it's also so not fair. You have to be able to bring some kind of value to exactly. the restaurant. Yeah. It, it's not fair to lump us all together. And yeah. it's funny because I actually don't like calling myself a foodie because for that reason. Because I like taking photos. That that's what I, I like doing. I like taking photos of things, right? If you call me a foodie, do I enjoy foods that much? I'm like, I like food, but I like hanging out with people and I like shooting photos. And if I had to pick between the three, I'd pick the two over food any day, right? And mm. so I I I think I I felt really bad for Howie because I know him personally. He's a really nice guy. Um, and thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, and honestly, it could have been anyone because I like. I probably reached out to restaurants. I'm sure like our friend Michael's probably reached out to restaurants, mm, mm. you know, mugs, uh, Maggie might have reached out to restaurants. They mm. could have called out anyone. It was just kind of the luck of the draw. Being Cantonese is weird because well, Layton also speaks Cantonese. Yeah. Like he's born in Hong Kong. Amy, like, I think you're half Canto, right? You're yeah, half Canto. Yeah, right. So we all know, but like with Canto food, it's funny because our bar is really high because we got raised on Hong Kong food. But our bar is really low because it's Hong Kong food. Right? Like yeah, the range, to, the range is huge. Yeah, like, we can accept really low end stuff, but we also know what high end stuff tastes like. Yeah, like if a waitress is really rude to me, I'm like, that's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. right? You have to throw the bun at me. Yeah, it's part of the experience. Yeah, if she's got if she's got her fingers in the tea. I'm like, yeah. that's authentic. Feels like feels like home. <laughs> yeah, it feels like home, right? If nobody's wearing hair nuts in the back, I'm like, that's right. That's that's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. Right? The guy smoking in the back, you can see him. It's like <laughs> that's 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 my food yeah. right there. With the cigarette just hanging on the lip. Yeah. But uh, Howie, there's three foodies that like on the Reddit post they pointed out. You know who I'm talking about. Now there was a question is like there was a question on Reddit about like how do we know that they're somehow related to this YVR freeloader in his account? 
so I actually like I have I don't have anything to do with this. I do know all three of these people. Um, I've met them and uh, I do consider two of them friends, right? Um, people are like, they think these three people started the YVR freeloaders account. And there's questions of, so like, oh, how would you know that? Or, and like, oh, how can you prove it? And uh, I understand it. Like, I'm not saying that you're accusing of the, them at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like this did come out of somewhere. Like people did figure out how some like that it traced back to these three people. And uh, you know, what, what do you think about that? Like what, how do you think this came to be? Why did people come to this conclusion? That's a, actually a really good question on that part. Cause I uh, actually don't know if it's those three itself. And <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Don't pretend. Yeah. <laughs> The three people out there do have a stronger opinion, not saying that it's wrong about their opinions itself. There has been times that they have posted that they are the marketing <laughs> managers for those places. I actually didn't know that. I actually didn't know. I, 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 only, I only know one of them that is from the places that they said it is related to. Yeah. Uh, mine wasn't on the list as in like, because of the person that I know that manages that restaurant. Uh, isn't the person that was managing my restaurant that was talked about. So yeah, mm. I actually don't know. So that's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I actually didn't know. Well, at least I didn't know t the two people that I consider friends ran any media accounts, but that, that's one of the things is that like a lot of people keep their clientele under wraps. So you don't know who they're working for. Right. And that's, that's why it's, it, it's hard to determine, you know, who did any of this stuff obviously like there, there's a reason that it came back to these three people um i i don't know why I, I don't know if it's just some conversations that people have been having privately but i think like who it is in in general is not that important i think the bigger topic is that like i don't necessarily think it's okay to put up these conversations up um i mean you can all right it's but i think you can put up conversations taken out and try to be objective about them, right? If this account was like, okay, you know, how we approach this restaurant with this proposal, what does the general public feel about that? That is an objective inquiry that's uh, like, doesn't lean either way, right? If you're going to set up someone to be like a freeloader right away, then everyone's going to try to like, you're basically setting it up to be negative for Howie or anyone else that was on there. And I think that's, what's really unfair. Um, the, the bigger topic is that like you, there's no need for that. You know, it, the conversation was between one individual and the restaurant. And if the restaurant felt like posting that the restaurant can post that, I don't think they should. They absolutely can. Um, and actually the restaurants went on to Reddit and you know that they just made it just for that one, that one uh, thread. And they came in and they're like, yo, we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Our media managers, I don't think they had anything to do with that, but we're not sure we're looking into it. And I think a, a few of them actually like may have responded directly to Howie. I'm not sure. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I would say from my experience itself, this is just me personally, because I was one of the more vocal people that was uh, about yeah. this subject, because mine was really misrepresented it, because in a sense that my text itself was pretty much covered up, and yeah. they painted me as a freeloader. They can say what they want to say <laughs> uh, if they're going to cover up like half of my text, in a sense. 
they're also covering up the restaurant and they're trying to just paint people as a freeloader when if restaurants aren't scared to actually say what they're saying yeah. and really want to paint a picture that people are freeloading, then they shouldn't be afraid to cover up their you know, name in a sense. It, it might paint a bad publicity for a restaurant by saying that people are freeloading because <laughs> yeah. the restaurants that did jump on uh, the Reddit was saying that they partner up with a lot of influencers out there. It has been really beneficial for them yeah. and it has been helping them out to grow where they are to this day. Because yeah. uh, not a lot of people out there know about restaurants out there, n- uh, about like the hidden gems, about the new places that are out there. We live a life where we're always working, we're always doing something. We're not always up to date on the newest trends that are out there. So if there's people like influencers that are out there that are going out to try out new restaurants, mm-hmm. try out you know the hidden gems that are in Vancouver, it's great. You know, at least yeah. they're telling us that are restaurants out there that are still presenting these authentic experiences, presenting authentic food and giving new experiences for people to try, uh, then more and more people will want to go to those restaurants and uh, it will help those restaurants out in the long run. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Uh, I think you did a really good job. uh, Just, you know, you weren't aggressive with it. You kind of took a back seat and then you came in when you were calm and you're kind of like, you know, like I don't, really agreed with what happened. I, I, and then you kind of actually explained the full conversation, you gave people contacts and you're like, I think this is really being unfair. And like, you know, honestly, if it was me, I would have like, I would have fucking swore like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. flip, man. But it, it would have been really <laughs> calm. It would just ran, like it just would have read really angry. Dear motherfucker. Right. Like it would have started <laughs> like that. Right. Uh, like, cause it, it is really hard to handle when some mysterious internet person attacks you out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's not even recent it like happened like months ago how he totally forgot that this even happened right he took a like a swing at howie out of nowhere and so and, uh, yeah like like mine happened back in august yeah and, and uh actually actually forgot about the incident itself yeah. and like i said like i actually don't even remember reaching out and i was like okay the only time i reach out is during my birthday week and I gave the full context, but I did not say the restaurant itself because like for myself, I want to be able to sleep at night and I want to be able to, you know, because I want to make sure that the restaurant is doing well. Because like I said, I don't want to see another restaurant closing down in Vancouver. I do not want to, you know, (laughs) be the cause of a restaurant closing down because there has been so many restaurants closing down in Vancouver and I don't want to be the cause for another restaurant closing down. That restaurant is really good though. I've been there and I really like it. Right. I like the one that you don't like it. What? You're going to DM me after this. What? I like <laughs> Which that Which one place. are we talking about? Uh, we're, I'm not allowed to say, but I like that place. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll beep it out. <laughs> he just doesn't want me to support it. He just doesn't want me to support it. <laughs> but I like that place. I haven't gone back just because of you, though. <laughs> I haven't gone back. And just out of curiosity, like, how did you guys get to where you are? Like from, you know, one or 2000 followers to like 16K. 
uh, how he showed his boobs a lot until he got oh, famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bikinis every works? day. Yeah, <laughs> Amy, you should try it. Should have told me earlier. Yeah, yeah he tattooed his Instagram uh, account on his boob. Like, yeah, that's why he keep flashing it so people would notice. If you want to see bikini pictures of Amy, check out Amy at. <laughs> now, now I know. <laughs> you know what you're gonna see tomorrow. Yeah. So Howie, why don't we? Uh, why don't you tell uh, her about the grind to get to you know six. Hmm. Oh, was there question. like a specific yeah. event that boosted it or is kind of no. build up over time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there was a specific event that actually happened because I've had my Instagram page for about four years now and it has been a long grind for myself because uh, I do wake up at eight in the morning and actually start engaging with a lot of my followers because uh, there are a lot of posts that I do miss uh, throughout the day. So then I wake up at eight and then start work at nine. And then once I'm done work, pretty much at like four or five, uh, then that's when I start being able to engage again. Since where I am to like right now, uh, I have a lot of restaurants that I do partner up with. So I don't get to sleep until like one or 2 a.m. because there's a lot of pictures that I'm uh, like editing, a lot of people that I'm like emailing at as well. And for me to get to where I am, I would say for myself, it's work ethic because people see that I'm putting a lot of effort into what I'm doing, putting a lot of, you know, time and in general, just trying to perfect the picture that I'm trying to perfect itself. Like what Dom was talking about earlier, you know, there are people that just take a quick picture and, you know, that's it. But uh, for myself, uh, there has been times that I spent like three, four hours just doing you know what i'm doing just so i can get the picture that i like myself and it's presentable for a restaurant or presentable for you know a company itself for myself i like to do a lot of giveaways so then i can reach more people that are local it helps out the restaurant as well because there has been a lot of new upcoming restaurants that i've done giveaways for they've been sold out like you know week over week because my initial giveaway it boosted them to where they are I haven't partnered up with them recently. Not not trying to flex here. Uh, you keep flexing well, and then it, say you're not flexing. It's like like it's the tech <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, it, it has helped them out to get yeah. to where they are right now. And they're respecting us as well. I just want to uh, add that uh, you also have a really good friend group that's super supportive that you've gotten through the foodie community. <laughs> like Michael's one of them. Uh, Shani's one of them. Maggie's obviously one of them. You used to shoot at her house all the time. Right. Uh, I think part of growing is not everyone does. Some people kind of grow on their own. Uh, but having that supportive friends group that you meet through this, these foodie events is a big deal. Because, like, for example, on the first day, Howie didn't know what he was doing. There was no one to help him. Nobody explained anything to him. No, Like, chances are nobody even said hi. Because when you're the one odd person out, like, it does get kind of cliquey sometimes where this person's in a group and that person's in a group. And like, nobody knows who Howie is yet. And this is the same thing for me. I was lucky because I I had a friend going in. So we, we went like as two people, right? But, you know, when you go alone, it's really difficult. And over time, as you build your community, you feel more supported. You know, your whole following's there now. And if anything happens, like even during this event where uh, Howie was getting called out, people were defending Howie on the Reddit, like, um, threads so I, I think that's a, that's a really really big deal 
uh, I think you've made some really positive influences. So thanks for tuning in. This was Not So Asian Asians. Uh, we were super happy to have Howie. We took up two hours of his time and his friends are getting really angry with him. He's waving at them. I can see that. Um, <laughs> thank you, Layton. Thank you, Amy. Thank Tune you. in next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Howie. Thank you. Thanks, Howie.